Welcome, y'all. Welcome back to Rooted for Everybody Black, the Black Entertainment Podcast. Woo! Today, I do have a guest host with me. This is Kiesha Wallace Brown, but y'all could call her Asia on the podcast. That's cool, right? Yeah. Asia. Okay, well, y'all call her cool, Asia. Cool. Make sure to kick it with her, because that's her nickname. My nickname's Chris. Well, my real nickname is Boo, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Baby. <laughs> all right though but this person right here right next to me she's very down to earth she likes the animals she likes the babies and we watched nope together and we was like yo we on the same wavelength here but i saw i decided to bring her on the nope podcast and talk about it with yeah. you so go ahead and introduce yourself though asia to the people <laughs> hey you guys i'm kiesha i am from louisville I got an NKU. I'm a senior and I study dance and I love movies. So I'm happy to be here, Chris. Thanks for letting me be on here with you. Of course. I'm <laughs> happy to have you on here. And we are going to discuss and kick it about the movie Nope. You you may have heard it. It is a Jordan Peele flick. And we're happy to discuss this. This is something we enjoy from beginning to end. So I want to give a quick disclaimer that we are like I said, talking from the beginning to end. So we will be spoiling if you have not watched yes. it already. <laughs> but if you have not watched it, go ahead and continue listening to the podcast because just in case you see it, you you want to get a good understanding of what the movie yep, is yep. meaning because it's deep. It's deep, and right. we are going to talk about it. So let's go ahead and dive on into this. Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody black. Everybody black. They say this is a big Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shift, shift, shift. Yes, that's me. I got no I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change. I never took a straight path nowhere. Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow gas and skyscrapers. It's hard to get it stuck. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. So, we're going to give you all many different takes on yes, the movie. Different takes. We're going to give you the breakdown of our favorite parts. Of course, teach you a few different things or two. Mm-hmm. And then our, our the outline of the movie so you know what it's about. Know who the some of the main cast members are, and of course our our favorite section: the good, the bad, and, and the, the ugly. <laughs> but as we're talking about the movie, nope, I gotta get into my nope zone. So one thing I already got on me is my green wristband. I do got the green lights around me, but I wanna put on my my shade. nope shade. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're going to talk about our favorite parts. What is your favorite part of the show, Asia? Um, I feel like my favorite parts, I'm a little biased. I think the whole movie in general left no breadcrumbs, Chris. Like, I felt like it's just, it was mind-blowing. So I loved everything about it. That The whole movie was my favorite part. Uh, so you couldn't <laughs> choose any specifics. And <laughs> I think I'm in that same boat. Um. I enjoyed the whole film, but I would say my favorite parts was the the dynamic uh, relating so much to black culture. Mm-hmm. One, why the movie is called Note, and we're going to talk into that too. But 
the sister, the brother sister dynamic. I really love Kiki Palmer's her uh, one her role and how she carried her role. Yeah. I loved her outfit. So Kiki Palmer was my top favorite of the whole movie, and that's what I gotta say. The whole movie is honestly my favorite part. Yeah. But we're gonna go ahead and move forward since we couldn't choose any specifics. The whole movie. <laughs> was a banger to us. So let's go ahead and move into the Did, Did You Know? Did You Know <laughs> section where we teach you a thing or two or remind you of something that you may already know about the film. So for the Did You Know section, this movie was actually released July 22nd, 2022, and this is in that genre of horror and sci-fi. So this was directed you know, written, produced, etc., by Jordan Peele. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Asia, he did who, it all. Yeah, he did it all. So now you know who he did it all. Who is Jordan? So, from my knowledge, Jordan Peele. Um, he's forty-three. You know, middle age. He's from New York. Um, he's a comedian, a filmmaker, all of the above. Um, I've known uh Jordan Peele from Key and Pale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the most funniest freaking show I ever seen, especially the substitution uh the substitute episode. Oh. Bla- black <laughs> you mean bl- uh black <laughs> Oh wait, what else did he a- say? A A Ron. A A Ron. But that was that was not uh that was Jordan Rose too. I know, but I still like the I still like the whole show itself. It was okay. good. Or he the was Megan. Megan. He was Megan. Megan. No. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Megan, come here. <laughs> oh yeah, but um that's and I know he I finally found out that he was on Big Mouth, like not yeah, too long ago. Voice and I, actor. Yeah, he's a voice actor and I really like love that show too. So He was the uh the ghost. Uh Yep. Uh Langston Hughes. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't like The dude who plays the blues. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, dang, I can't think of his name. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it comes to me later. Yep. But, uh, okay, thank you for giving that quick rundown of who Jordan Peele okay. is. Um, do you have an idea maybe what inspired him for the show or if, like, you think it was based off anything true? Mm-mm, I don't know nothing about that. Mm-mm. I don't know too much as well, but what I can tell you is that uh, Nope is not based off of a true story, but kind of inspired from, you know, events that has happened in America and uh, like old older sitcoms or 80s, 70s sitcoms mm-hmm. where they're, you know, they would take animals out of place or just people, just humans in general take animals that's meant for the wild and take them out of place, out of their nature yep. to, uh, you know, have them on the show or have them do something that's going to generate some type of income. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the re- relevance of the portion of the Gordy, yep. the Gordy sitcom part. But for the most part, I saw on the Rolling Stones article is that uh, as Jordan Peele was writing this film, that it, he was inspired from this uh, this burn CD that was given to him from a friend, and the CD was of the song Exuma. Mm-hmm. And Exuma has a bit of a story to it. 
Yeah, and this is like an older song. And I, if you're interested in hearing this song, definitely make sure you tune in to the end of this episode because I'll have it uh, playing. But Exuma's story is Exuma came to Earth on a lightning bolt to do magic and solve his people's fears. Hmm. So I, I wasn't seeing too much of like, there's a connection, I'm sure, of it, but I wasn't seeing, I guess, like, the UFO coming down to solve, like, good. I saw the UFO eat people. Yeah, we saw it do that. (laughs) But, um, But I do think a lot of Nope could, is also, has a lot of resemblance, inspiration of black culture, Mm -hmm. and putting that into their main characters, which is just the brother and sister. So, that's my takeaway, especially on the did you, did know, you know section. And we got to talk into our next section, yes. which is the quick, quick be be re remix outline <laughs> of the movie. And this is our little ratchet outline of how we thought this movie went down. Yep. So, could you explain to the people, maybe people who've never seen Nope or people who have seen Nope, what is it about? Um, For my intake, uh, it's a deep movie, but I definitely think there was this alien ship, supposedly, but like throughout the movie, they ended up figuring out this actual ship wasn't a ship, it was actually an animal, and it had territorial like um, spots within the farm, and and it's it's really deep, but that's what I truly like understood, and they actually have to train this animal throughout the movie. Yeah, what about you? I have to say it's about a brother and sister, and they're trying to capture the the impossible, Mm -hmm. the unreal, like, the long-lasting conspiracy that has been revolving around in this world. So they're trying to catch the, like, the the spaceship, the UFO Mm -hmm. on video and get some pictures of it, but there's so many tragic events that happen along the way, Mm -hmm. and it's not as easy as it looks, it's not as easy to to just get a picture of it yep. because every time they they try to do it, it's something happens. Yep. So we're gonna talk more into that in that good, bad, and ugly section. But that's main my main takeaway is two horse wranglers uh, trying to get the impossible on the ranch. Yeah. Now we gave them our our quick re re remix outline, but we gotta hit with my favorite section. Of the podcast. My favorite too. The good, good, the bad, and the the ugly. (laughs) So, the good, bad, and ugly is the part where we talk about the things that we like, the things that we dislike, and things that we consider either petty, messy, or that gray area that doesn't fit necessarily good or bad, but it's just like, it's there. So these are all notable parts that we have to mention. So, what would you say is your good parts of the movie of the film? Mm, my good parts would be probably that uh, Kiki Palmer got to actually train Jean Jacket. I think just in the beginning, it wasn't it wasn't very like it didn't stand out. But there was a moment where Kiki was telling OJ, like, I never got to train Jean Jackie. You did. And they had this moment, the little eye thing going mm-hmm. on through the beginning and the end. And she finally got to train uh, 
Jean Jacket, which was the um, animal alien ship at the end, with the, and then she got to do the little camera thing. And I thought that was really, like, notable within the movie. I was like, wow, it stood out to me. And there was also the moment, too, with um, Angel Torres. He was the... Um, <laughs> he was the Best Buy guy, or what would you call it? Um, the fake Best Buy. The fake Best Buy, yeah. The fake Best Buy guy with the um, cameras. He, like, all this wouldn't happen without him. Um, it was very um, great for him to put up the cameras and stuff. And I think the funniest moment, too, was with that praying mantis on the camera doing what he wasn't supposed to be doing. Madeline. <laughs> hands on camera shaking it with his head and <laughs> I thought that was a really good moment but um what about you I thought there was a lot of good moments of the film mm -hmm. I do think that praying mantis just to run off of what you said that praying mantis I thought he was working for the uh the UFO <laughs> yeah. I thought he was a part of the uh he was just a, a worker yeah for the spaceship and you saw him come on the camera right as the spaceship came mm -hmm. out and then as soon as the spaceship went back to its house which was that cloud that stationary cloud mm -hmm. uh that praying mantis left yep so i think animals are really in tune with a lot of of course nature yep. and uh, we're in tune with like oh nope yep just that gravitational thing like spirits and un mm -hmm. the unnatural that's yeah, the that's unnatural. what they yeah, like yeah, the unnatural. That's what they go off by. Like when you think about a, a dog, they'll start barking if they just hear something. Like, what you barking at? Yeah. Yeah. And it could be like, you know, something bad, and they're already barking. Mm -hmm. But no, for real. Uh, and what else did you mention? Jean Jacket was a representation of the UFO, and that's what you meant. Too. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I wanted to hit on too. Like for everyone that's watching that, because they at the end the last portion when the screen went black and it said Jean Jacket, that was a this is her moment, like yep. she was mentioned. And I really liked that part. At first, I didn't understand. And then when they did that, I was like, oh, and you explained it to me. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But because <laughs> the horse that lasted the longest was Lucky. Was Lucky, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Jean Jacket was white. No, Jean Jacket, he was like two different colors. Ghost was white. Yeah. And Ghost was the one that disappeared. Yeah, Ghost was the one that, that died first, I think. Well, he, I don't know if he died. Well, I don't know if he died either. Actually, mm. Mm. <sighs> yeah, he, I remember he, the, he was like, yo, the horse just like, started off. Oh, yeah. That was not Gene. No, that was. I, I think was Ghost Stick ended up sucked up. Yeah. They had sucked no, up. Because they, you remember that the imitation horse that they had at first, he spit him out and then sucked up Ghost for real. He was like, no, nah, I'm getting my horse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that's crazy. Um, But my good that you asked me about. My good was about, like I said, my favorite parts of the dynamic duo of the brother and sister. I really liked that uh, combination of them two. They brought out different personalities, personalities of each other that they may have been lacking. Mm -hmm. And with their dad, their dad was the uh, the glue. Of course, yeah. he had he was well versed in everything. Um, although they didn't show that much, but you could tell, like, just as his presence, his confidence, yeah. his well-versed, and, of course, uh, talking to people, getting his business out there, but he also knows the back end of the horses and so on. Yeah. Uh, so 
that's the part I like about uh, knowing that the brother, which is actually, we need to mention the cast real quick. So oh, yeah. The brother, uh, the brother you, you know the people's names, right? Yeah, definitely. So who's the cast real So quick? Kiki Palmer was Emerald. Uh, Daniel K was OJ. It's the brother and sister duo right there. Um, we had Steven Young, Yang or Young. He was Ricky. Um, I call him Glenn because he's from Walking Dead. If y'all some Walking Dead fans out there, um, I call him Glenn Coco. Uh, and then there was um, Brandon Pira. Pira. He was um, he was Angel Torres, who was the Best Buy guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like OJ and Emerald in uh, their dynamic because, as you see in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, that OJ. He's more of an introverted person, not as, like, outgoing, like, this is a whore. And, you know, selling the aspect, being yep. out being out there yep. to, you know, just have that bubbly, vitacious, vivacious vibe. Right. And he's like, yo, my sister's going to be here soon. Like, my sister's going to be here. You can see that, like, he's telling people, like, no, that's not the way you do the horse, but people's not even listening. Right. Like, you have to have that stern, like, voice and even put your foot down in a yep. sense and people just overlooking him and the fact and they miss his dad like the people at the the hollywood the studios they was like where's the dad at and they was like, oh he died you know uh, three months back but his sister came sold the horse in a sense mm-hmm. but the, the horse said nope 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 because basically in a way they gained, uh oj told him not to put anything in his face he don't right. like anything in his eyes and then the horse kind of kicked his, kicked his way off of the, the movie, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I really like that they fit each other's personalities. OJ did the behind-the-scenes work. When it came to Emerald, she was like, nah, I ain't doing the labor work, but I'll do anything else. And with their dad dying and the UFO, I really like that it brought them together. Mm-hmm. Because Emerald, I don't even think she was even living back on the ranch. She just came back. Uh, to, of course, help him with the horses. Yep. But in general, she stayed longer when it came to that UFO. Because at first she was like, I'm about to go. I'm about to dip. Sure and then her brother was like, no, this is my house. I'm not in my territory. I'm not letting anybody uh, take this from me. Yeah. And that's how, like, if you see a giant spider in your place. I'm lazy. Like, He's you having the rent. Sink or swim. <laughs> yep. you know, He's having the rent. And you're not going to, you already lost a you know, a parent, mm-hmm. you don't want to lose your brother. So it's in that fact where I'm going to have to, dang, I'm going to have to stay on this ranch yeah. and make sure my brother's taken care of. And I like that she's there to support her brother. It was. It was a great moment. And that's one of my good. Another good for me was everybody pitching in uh, in that middle end of the movie where they're trying to record the UFO this time. But it still doesn't happen always as planned. Mm-hmm. And Angel chipped in, the guy that uh, did the recording, who mm-hmm. wanted to always capture the impossible. The one that was always looking at some black and white films yep. of uh, the different creatures, animals, that was doing weird stuff. And he chipped in, and then, of course, the brother and sister. And then they, I like the humor part, too. That's my part of my good. Yeah. It's where they uh, got the uh, those glow-up dogs that move side to side. and wave <laughs> Look like at the car washes. The yeah, cars. Yeah. yeah, I was cracking up because that's very smart. Because as the UFO 
if you all seen the UFO, when it comes over, you lose all type of power and electricity. Yeah. So they use this, and they have a large ranch, and they put those blow-up, I don't want to say blow-up dogs, because I think of something. Uh, what they call them? Gosh, can't even think what they call them. I just call them um, inflatable people. Okay, well, they put the funny-looking inflatable people mm-hmm. all over their large ranch, so that way they know, okay, the UFO is about to be here, or the UFO is coming this way, yeah. Um. so just beware, be careful in this area, because... Once the inflatable goes down, which they took car ba- uh, car parts, car batteries, yep. and put it into those inflatables to really know. But once it goes down, okay, the UFO is right over. Yeah. So I really like that they really um, thought everything through when it came to trying to record. Oh, definitely. They got all the bits and pieces together and try to make it happen. Yep. A lot of, uh, my last thing I had to say for the good was, although it was very horrifying, mm-hmm. I did like that they added in the Gordy sitcom into the movie to give that foreshadow to the film. I like the dynamic it brought. It was horrifying, but it added some extra. It's like adding extra salt to your meal. Yeah. And that's what it was to me. It was horrifying. I, I have to repeat that a million yeah, times. Yeah, I definitely agree. I put that as one of my bad moments. But I like that it brought emphasis to how the UFO is like an animal. Yeah. And you can't, you can't always like animals that meant that are meant to be in the wild. You can't treat them like they're a domestic. Oh yeah, animal. definitely, I agree. And that's the main point of the spaceship. Like you mentioned earlier, when you gave that breakdown, that that UFO is not. We thought like there were going to be aliens that came down, and actually, I, I I didn't put that on my good list, but that's just make me think that. We think of aliens to be a certain, maybe a certain look, mm-hmm. or a certain way. Like, Give okay, them a they, stereotype. Yeah, yeah, a stereotype. And the UFO is just their, their vehicle, yeah. in a sense. But as you watch this film, there are no extraterrestrial beings coming down to the Earth. Yeah. What was the alien was the spaceship. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that at first because I was just like, oh, like, so of course, spaceships just suck up whatever they want. Yep. But when you see the movie as it moves forward, you see the spaceship open up. And I'm like, what is this? Yep. And the inside was actually the inside. The inside. So when it sucked up those people, that was actually its throat. Yep. Not like its tunnel, but its throat. And it was crushing those people. Yep. And. When it got over the house and it had that that bloody shower, it's because, mm-hmm. you know, it's spitting it up. Yeah. But I really, I like that he changed it up that I didn't understand it. And that's when he said, Dan, uh, OJ, he said, don't look an animal in its eye, like referencing to its horse. Don't yeah. look at it in its eye. And... You see at the end of the movie as they're trying to still 
you know, tussle with this this spaceship, that they don't look directly in the UFO eye. Yep. Especially when it starts cussing out or whatever. I don't doing. know what that was. It that... starts flapping out the green Flapping its lips. Maybe it was like yeah. its mouth or something. That's I what I was saying, what flapping its lips. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to eat you. Almost like how like a jellyfish is. Mm, yeah. Like how it's... That's what it, it turned into. It, basically, Yeah, like a big jellyfish. old jellyfish, yeah. But that's what's crazy. I thought it was like... Because as you see... Actually, I don't even talk too much of the bad, but yeah. What do you think? Is, is there um, more points of the good that you wanted to mention before we move to the bad? Okay. No, I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of notable parts in that good. And hopefully that also explains what that spaceship was. Mm-hmm. But... I know, I think I saw you mention on the bat, you didn't care for the Gordy scene like I did. So go ahead into that. Um, Yeah, so after, like, watching the movie itself, I had, like, two theories. Mm-hmm. The first one, but they both were, like, connected. So the first one was just basically over um, Gordy, right? That was the the monkey's name. Gordy was, uh, yeah. Yeah, Gordy. So Gordy the monkey, I'm just going to call him the chimp. So mm-hmm. chimp scene was very gruesome to me. Um, pretty horrifying, like you said earlier. Um, but just as you said earlier, the whole issue over bringing animals, domesticated animals, right? Mm-hmm. Domesticated animals over into um human reality is something that's like big. Like you can't. I feel like they got mad and shot the chimp, but like the whole balloon scene was. I felt like the whole balloon scene, like when the balloons pop. It was something tied to the gravitational force because that's what balloons are. They are helium. They're a, a type of atom. I guess I'm getting into science and stuff. But, like, um, basically when it popped, the chimp went nuts. Yeah. Everything went black and everything. It probably was – I felt like that was more like a PTSD type thing. Like, he went back into his old his yeah. old life, like, as a chimp and not as a um, humanized chimp. Yeah, domesticated. Yeah, yeah. Chim- because you already know when um, what's the name? Allen Park or it was Ricky Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Park. Park. Yeah, when because Ricky Park. The, let me just give a quick breakdown of it too. Uh, Ricky is the one that has the Park. ranch park. The ranch park, yeah. Where he had quite a few shots, and then he also tries to put on a show with the what the alien animal is. Say, I'll call it alien animal. Alien animal. Animal, cool. The alien animal, animal itself is almost like a circus, but with the alien. Yeah. But it's a rodeo. Yeah. It's a rodeo. It's, you know, his place. Yeah, definitely. But, and just going back to like that, that scene issue, like it was, it was really crazy for me because after another balloon popped, the, the chimp came back to his back. normal self. And you can see in the movie, like, how he was banging on his head, like, dang, what did I do? What did I do? And, and then he starts tapping on the, yeah, on the I female. And, and then they did that little close-up on the shoe mm-hmm. um, that was just standing straight up. And that's what, for me, I was just like, that had to be something about gravitational force because no shoe is just going to stand up like this, like none. And, um, and then after he tapped the shoe and stuff, he tried to go back to Ricky as a child. And try to give him that little fist pump, that ultimate fist pump, and then he got shot. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I think just like my other theory was just going into the um, alien ship itself, or animal itself. Like, they tried to bring the 
um, ship in the show mm-hmm. and end up killing everybody because you can't train certain animals like that. Yeah. They're not meant to be trained. Yeah. And that's why it ended up killing everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, you trying to mock me? <laughs> yeah. You trying to mock me, Heppa? Well, I'm going to really give you a ride. I'm yeah. going to give you a show. That was really unfortunate, too, because it was like kids and it was families older there. people. And, I mean, not not to say there was a certain type of group that's supposed to be killed, but it was really like, it's wow. It's like you come in here to like to see something, mm-hmm. a show, and you the last thing in your mind is like, I'm, I'm going to die today. Yeah, I'm going to die today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to give just a, a quick reference of what you're talking about, of the Gordy situation, Ricky Park is the one that he acted mm-hmm. on the Gordy show as a young child. Yeah. He also acted in like a Western uh, themed show, mm-hmm. TV show as well. But he was very traumatized from that Gordy sitcom, although it's something that was memorable to him because mm-hmm. when OJ, OJ was selling him horses, of course, to you know make some money, get some income going, and uh, but he eventually wanted to buy back all his horses, but mm-hmm. he didn't know that Ricky's true meaning of him buying the horses from him, oh, yeah. because Ricky wanted to buy all the horses from him, mm-hmm. buy him out. But he didn't know that his true meaning was to basically get kill these horses mm-hmm. and have them stuck up for a show and uh, make some money and profit off of them, yep. off their, you know, killing. So, but... Was he going to say that earlier? Uh, Just about the whole show itself? Well, I was going to say, mention to that he acted on that. Okay. But either way, what's funny to me is that Kiki and OJ came to the ranch, of, to his ranch, his uh, park, and talking about the horse, Lucky. Mm-hmm. That was the horse they were going to give away since Lucky did not do well at the studios. Yeah. And... Kiki's just all fascinated with every all his plaques. Like, oh, my God, you're the one that acted on this Western. And da 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 He was like, yeah, yeah. And OJ was like, come on, let's get back to what we're talking about. Let's get back to the, the horse mm-hmm. business. And he, she's like, he's looking at more stuff. And she's like, his last little picture frame on his wall, she's like, yo, what's this show? And he puts all his stuff down. And he's really fascinated yeah. and in depth this show yeah. that traumatized him the most. Oh, yeah. Like, he really stops the conversation and everything switches from the horse to this show. But they end up still selling the horse, but the main point is to get give us more breakdown of what that was that we saw in the beginning of the movie. Because all you see is, in the beginning of the movie, is the, the ape just going wild a bit. And then he gives that... And then he's like, what the heck? Yeah, and yeah. then he's like, oh, yeah, this was the sitcom I was on. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And this is the shoe. People usually pay thousands of dollars. People offer me $50,000 just to see this room. Yep. They made an SNL. Like, people are making jokes and people want to see this from, like, people want to see trauma for money. That's but so that, sad. But yeah. that happens a lot. You see a lot of TV shows mm-hmm. in America that people want to see for money. Yep. Like, My 600 Pound Life. Or a 30 Day Lockup or something like that. Or Married Lockup. A lockup show at like where females will go by a minute and they just get married and we're just like what like what it's crazy yeah. Yeah. well you only knew this man for like two days yeah that's a whole nother topic though 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it certainly is. Uh, but that dives into one of my bad points mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, when I was mentioning a lot of that tragedy, a lot of that uh, trauma that has happened, but trying to make money off of trauma and just a bit of greed, yep. and it usually does not work for the better. That's just one of the things, especially as you mentioned, taking the animals, wild animals, out of the element. A lot of people that that are very wealthy, they love to get animals that typically aren't domesticated. Mm-hmm. They like lions or tigers or you know monkeys or any type of animal that's not meant to be domesticated, like a cat and dog mm-hmm. so, or rabbit. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> taking that, trying to humanize them, or using them for greed or. Uh, Human pleasure yeah. and so on, and it's the same. I feel like it has a human tie. pleasure, not as in like like that, as, that type of pleasure, like happiness, like, like happiness. Yeah, like okay, happiness, okay, like no. the zoo. I was like, I uh-uh. this, no, but there are people that that like that, and that's a whole nother topic, and that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. <laughs> but I don't want to dive too in that. Right. But it's like pleasure, as in like the zoo. Okay, we like to go, and I, I personally. I'm like on the fence about the zoo because it's like these well, animals yeah. are meant to be in the wild, mm-hmm. but we go to the zoo so we can see it. We go to the zoo so we can see a shark or a giraffe or maybe. a giraffe, yeah. and it's like they take them from the wild and they bring them all the and way over here. And they box them in, mm-hmm. yeah. And these were meant, you know meant to be in the wild, but True if much. you and if some are born in the zoo, you can't take them to the wild either because. Now they're domesticated in the sense where they don't know how to survive. Yep. So, mm. and you can't give or take. Mm. So, another thing I thought was the Ricky Park, uh, his his show ended up as a tragedy. You already mentioned it. Everybody mm-hmm. getting sucked up. And innocent people that just came for a good show. Good thing it was a small number crowd. Oh, yeah. But if it happened to be a success for the first time, the people would have gone back word of mouth and yeah. there would have been a lot it would have been packed True a thing. packed house for the next one and imagine that second one going well wow it's like riding a bull like bull riding yep someone may have a good ride and the next person may end up getting seriously injured i think they would say it was like 30 people that got killed that's a or lot missing. Of that's yeah. a lot yeah that's a lot of people and it's really sad and i thought it was crazy that that woman came back the one i thought she was dead mm-hmm. but the woman that got uh her face all scratched up and yep. stuff on the Gordy show. She mm-hmm. came back to watch his show, but I guess because it was his big, you know, going to be his next break. Yep. It was supposed to be his next break, and... I didn't even get that. I didn't understand didn't that happen. until you told me about that. I was like, who is this lady? Like, she just had, like, this veil yeah, over her bell, face. Bell, yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's different. Yeah, yeah. And she's the one of, you know, the shoe and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you pointed out to me during the film, it made me pay attention, was we knew it was his last rodeo. You told me that. You knew something. Oh. Like, you could tell it was ominous because he was just sitting there and he was thinking about that tragic time. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Gordy show, because he's really traumatized. Even though he laughs about it, mm-hmm. he's really traumatized on what happened. And you, anybody you were a small child yep. and you see this animal and you personally could have got killed and you're watching someone else, you know, get injured. You can't do nothing about it. And you're scared for your life. But 
you told me as soon as you saw it, you was like, he's already knowing. He has that oh, yeah. bad feeling. That foreshadowing that moment. Foreshadowing yeah. moment that he knew something's about to go down. Mm-hmm. That's why he's yeah. just like, take a deep breath. Now we're going to put on a show. He was there for like, he was just staring in a daze for like five minutes. And then that was his wife. Yeah, his Amber wife. Park. Mm-hmm. Amber Park, mm-hmm. she came up and kissed him and was like, here you go, here's your, la- here's your hat. And yeah, yeah, she tilted her hat to him and, you know, that's like, gave it to him. yep, and gave it to him. And I was like, that's, that's the moment. I already knew. I was like, mm, something bad about to happen. Yeah, you just know. Mm-hmm. But there's so much foreshadowing in this movie that that had to go on my good list. Yeah. But uh, just one last thing. I had to put on my bad list was the filmmaker mm. the one who was like they they got to do for free so it's like i can't be mad at you because you are doing this for free mm-hmm. but once we get paid of course you're gonna get a pretty good chunk of this film because mm-hmm. he has a camera older camera that didn't require electricity he has to wind it up it's one of them old cameras mm-hmm. um and his attempt to record the film, we all see uh, them, him and the best old Best Buy guy. What's his name again? Uh, Angel. Angel. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there on the further lynch and so mm-hmm. on the in the field, trying to record. And he's got the film. And then next thing you know, he's like, they stop for a second, yeah. and he's like. He wants the impossible. He's always trying to record the impossible. Mm-hmm. But he wants that impossible experience. And he just committed suicide, basically, wanting to get <laughs> sucked up by the UFO. It's and it, it's, it's like, dang, I asked you to come on here to help me record this. Mm-hmm. And we finally got the impossible on film. But then you take it with you. Yep. His greedy self. But that just makes sense in a way that everything ain't always meant to be recorded. Mm. Everything ain't always meant for greed mm-hmm. and money. He wanted the actual experience. He wanted to go up in there with the camera itself and get that last moment moment of pleasure. And yeah. then he suffocated and died. But I think I he was, was already kind of crazy. But you can tell he was already in a uh, bad mental state. He was. All he did was look at. Creepy stuff. It was just that he was the Animal Channel guy. But the creepy Animal Channel guy. He liked the the weird, the impossible, and he wanted Mm -hmm. that impossible. He thrived on it. Uh, But it's something that was unexpected to me, but it makes sense Mm -hmm. that he was like, okay, I want to get sucked up. He showed that he dived, and then he said something. (laughs) Nah, but Angel was smart about that, too. Uh, Wrapping himself in the wire. Oh yeah, the tarpon wire. The tarpon, and then when the uh, UFO came to suck it up, it got the wire. Yep. And I'm sure that definitely hurt his insides. Yeah. When it came back to the horse and stuff, it started. That's like you choking on stuff. something and then it hurts. Yeah, I mean it's his throat. Or like, um, you eat a piece of chip and it go down your throat the wrong way. <laughs> That's what happened. Yes, but that was very smart. I'm actually kind of glad that he uh, survived that. Because mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be gone or two. So. Me too. Awfully sad. You ready to talk about this ugly scene, though? This ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything that you want to start off with, or you want me to go first? Uh, I can go. Okay, go ahead. 
Um, I just think about the dad in the beginning mm-hmm. and how he died from a nickel. A nickel. I was like, when they, we figured out, like, you know, he lost a lot of blood. So, of course, you're going to die. But because I got slit. And then, oh, gosh. Um, and then when like, he got to the hospital, okay, maybe it's some dark humor to it. But I was like, this man died from a nickel out of all things. Slit his eye and he died. I said, at least he got some money. <laughs> Don't listen to me, guys. Sorry, but <laughs> um, I, I can't it <laughs> um, that's all I had to say. I just thought it was um, I thought it was crazy that he. That was his cause of death. And he, they were left without their dad. So, yeah. What about you? That's all, all I got to say. All money ain't good money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, for my oh ugly, God. I got to say the dark humor mm-hmm. that we're talking about. It's, it's one thing for me. I guess I don't like. Dark humor, I, I laugh at it sometimes, but it's also, that's why I had to put it on my ugly list because it's in that gray area. Yeah. Sometimes, like, people make fun of their uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. And while it may be a good joke, but you know they're really deeply sad, <laughs> you don't know whether to laugh at it, be, like, can, you know, consoling and mm-hmm. be like, you okay mm-hmm. or like cry or what you don't know exactly what to do and yeah. the dark humor when it came to that Gordy situation because he was smiling laughing he was like oh my god yeah they did so well for the Gordy sitcom the reenactment of it yep. first off that's really messed up to reenact you know uh, a tragedy yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that happened on television yep. but uh it's it's crazy that Ricky found that amusing but sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying I understand that too mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things I had to put in my gray in a gray area that I don't know how to feel I did it I just felt bad but I was also smiling because he was smiling yeah so I'm just like I don't know how it's one of those moments yeah, yeah. it's one of those moments but when they replayed the whole scene yeah it just made you like, shit. Wow. He, this man been through a lot. He's mentally going through something at this point. Like, yeah. he's not even, he needs medical attention. Yeah. Like, he's had hysteria in a, in a sense. Yeah. But yeah. he continues, like, to push through. Uh, you don't see him act in many more roles. I don't know. Did he act in that Western after? Do you think he acted after the 40? Because that's the part I don't remember or don't know um, they mentioned or was that before the Gordy situation no he but, said after the Gordy situation oh, okay yeah so, after he mentioned it like in the office mm. yeah. yeah um it's a lot of dark humor and i think it just foreshadowed himself into another tragedy mm-hmm. another big tragedy that happened but with actually being killed and treating this ufo as an animal yep. um and not realizing that like they have feelings they are territorial. Very. And that's what was a big mention that when he said, uh, the dad talked about how Jean Jacket was territorial mm-hmm. of, the, of, of his space to the other horses. 
And so was the alien, uh, the UFO. Yep. He don't want to be messed with. Mm-hmm. And trying to put on a show for him, I'm, oh, I'm going to show you a show, and I'm going to kill you all. But what's crazy is, and I forgot to mention mm-hmm. on my good list, is the horse not getting sucked up. Mm. His name is Lucky. And he sure did get lucky, but he, they have that, and you told me that. Horses definitely have that intuition. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not stepping out to I'm not stepping out to I'm that I'm not doing it. I'm going to be stubborn. Yeah. I'm not stepping out to that at all. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that I would have thought the glass would have gotten sucked up too. Yeah. But it's so firm in the ground. I'm like, this horse is a lucky mother mm-hmm. that he did not get sucked up. <laughs> uh, but one thing I thought, I don't like scary pranks. But when them kids from the uh from the park came down to prank OJ in the barn, oh yo, they did wrong. It scared me. I had to put that in my ugly because, I mean, I like the prank because I was watching, but in reality, they would have got shot. Um, they they wouldn't have been living, and then to find out they were just kids overall. Yep. Like y'all don't even know what I'm messing with. I'm messing with this UFO. These little kids don't even know. I'm thinking I'm real yeah. aliens. Y'all doing this. I think it's messed up. They got sucked up too. Oh, yeah. But see, that's what they get. That's what that is get. not what they get. You don't be pranking people. <laughs> but see, he live on a ranch and he black. If if this, like, if if he was to be realistic mm-hmm. with it, OJ would have brought out that gun and went pop, yep. pop, pop. Like, they wouldn't have been living. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like that was the perfect nope Mm-mm. situation. Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, that was the moment I was but in he, the movie theater saying, run, run, what are you doing? Why are you just standing there but pull out your camera? He was really shaking, trying to get some evidence for uh, Emerald. Boy, if you don't take off was. and run. I said, what are you doing? Uh, like, go. No, but he did punch that. Uh. He, <laughs> <laughs> he punched that. No, that's what, down behind him. But that's what he no. gets. That that's is what they, what they get yeah. for trying to prank him. Now, I don't know about getting killed. Now, no, they but, don't deserve to be killed. But in but any scenario that you go too far Getting punched prank, at least, yeah. Especially if you're trespassing on someone's yard on property, you could be, that's a possibility to be killed. Yep. Um, and I had to say, I thought you like Angel's part. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for Angel violating their privacy. Mm. I like that Angel, what the dynamic he brought to once he they needed his help. But mm-hmm. at first, they didn't need, they didn't want his help. Yeah. But he kept wanting to like push his way in and I don't like, you know, pushy people that you don't, like a stranger who's pushy. He was like, no, nah, we don't need your help. He's like, oh, well, there's a lot of security. You don't even know how to, you, you ain't even going to be able to record. Yeah. So he wants to go to their uh, their place. He already set it up. They're like, so you want me to record? I mean, watch the camera? No, mm. we don't need you to watch the cameras. Yep. And he still watched the cameras while they out. <laughs> but he did play a good role, a major role, as a lot of shit went down. And... They was able to use his apartment, figure out a good game plan, and move further. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, did you have anything else that you wanted to mention on that ugly? Uh, I think those are some really good points to, like, talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were, this was a really good movie. It was. And which brings me into my last section. Was it a, a hit, hit or, or a miss? miss? And we got to give you, if it was RFD, approval. Hmm. So, was it a hit or miss with the public? 
It got a 7 out of 10 so far on IMDb, 82% with Rotten Tomatoes, and a 4.6 out of 5 on Facebook. Sounds pretty good to me. That sounds pretty good to me. I know I had, like, any some friends and so that who didn't really understand the movie or thought yeah. it was weird for the most part. Or just confusing in uh, general. Or confusing, which the movie is, if you don't think... Uh, uh, like analyze the movie at a deeper level it's harder to understand uh but oh, yeah i i think so far from the public it did pretty great what do you think i think so too um i definitely think you had to this is one of the movies you have to sit down you can't well i got up to use the restroom no yeah i did get up to use the restroom i once got up to use the restroom for like a minute but i came back and still understood the movie yeah so I feel like it's just one of those movies you have to really, really pay attention. And I feel like with this movie, it went kind of backwards. The whole story plot itself, like you, in order to understand, you have to watch from beginning to the end because the movie went from ending to beginning about the whole situation with yeah. the gravitational force and the Gordy situation and the uh, animal alien situation, like like a BT movie that's like mm. wow, yep. And he was like, I got shot. You want to know why? Yeah. And then they start the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. how it was. Yeah. So I definitely think it was a, a hit. Pop, 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 pop. It, was a hit. was a hit. it was a hit with the public. So mm-hmm. for the RFPB approval stamp, it's got to go to Nope. Yeah. We thought this movie was a hit. <laughs> yeah. Nope is dope. And we believe this film was dope as hell. So this is getting the stamp of approval. And Not dope as hell. <laughs> Goofy. Yes, RVB definitely thinks this was a hit. Yes. Well, yes. So if you haven't seen it, make sure to watch it. If you have seen it, watch it again. Because I, I really want to watch it again, especially if it comes out mm-hmm. on uh, Prime. Or you know HBO or anything. So, we gave you a good breakdown of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, outline our take on the good, the bad, and the ugly. ugly. I appreciate you all for listening to our episode today. I am your host, Original Chris, and I have it's me, Kiesha, and we are out. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's your host, Chris, again, and I thank you for listening to our episode today. Make sure to give us a follow on the current listening platform. You can also rate the show and tap that notification bell so you can always stay in the loop whenever the next episode is posted. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, and that's Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at RFEB Podcast. Appreciate it for kicking it with us, and have a good one. I'm in all of my mouth.